Okay, we are doing supplemental content for the first time. This is oh, yeah. mostly to like reconcile with Shelby's dream of what the podcast could be, so, which is yeah. main before, episode before, and supplemental yeah. small short mm -hmm. thing. Listen, um, I love hearing myself talk. So like I'll, you know, put a headphone in my ear, put a microphone by my mouth and I'll talk forever about anything. So I'm down. Let's just talk. We're just talking. So we're just hanging. We're just hanging out. Yeah. Supplemental content. We're relaxed. We're casual. Our normal podcast is this structured. <laughs> I'm leaning back. <laughs> oh, we got our feet up for this one. Um, so I, as I was going back and editing episode six, which just came out this week, I'm hoping to put what we're talking about now up in the next two days <laughs> we were talking I probably, about I really loved making promises about what's going to happen to our podcast content <laughs> I know but the great thing is if I don't put it out they never heard this promise anyway so Listen. who gives a shit who, um, we have like two listeners reminder to everyone two listeners it doesn't matter we do this for us two listeners although I recently told my new co-workers about this podcast and I yes! was like Oh shit, we might have a third listener? A third up to three listeners? Up to three. Max three. Okay, oh, okay. Sure, this is talk. short form supplemental yeah, I, content. Okay. You I I will only speak to you when spoken to. <laughs> this <laughs> is um our opinions on Nickelback's first album because the last episode we we released. We talked about how I had heard through the grapevine mm -hmm. that their first album was actually really good and interesting and that they sold their souls to the corporate rock machine after that and that actually I should be listening to the first album, which I always meant to do, but never, I don't know, <laughs> what? Never did it, I never which did I didn't it. either until now, until you literally today texted me like it was literally an hour and a half before us sitting down to start recording and I was like I'm on my way home from work you know like then we can I gotta eat and then we'll record and Shelby's like you have to listen to Nickelback's first album and, and I, I, I like, asked you uh, yesterday as well to be clear this was last resort I guess that is technically true I will I do okay I, I want to defend myself real quick before we get talking into this because I, okay, I just because I did not realize we would be like having this discussion I when I listened to it so I I kind of listened I do have opinions I do okay. have thoughts feelings but me too um, I listened pretty passively um just like on my way home from work and then like while eating dinner with my husband so I do have thoughts and feelings but I you know I was not warned that I, I that this would be that you would have you to know. write like a three paragraph but essay I, on I it I was gonna have to put out a dissertation you know on <laughs> first, my opinion on Nickelback's first album that being said let's talk about it I, I let's go let's go okay I here is what I will say to start it wasn't bad. It was not it wasn't bad. It was not bad. 
It wasn't bad. This album came out in 1995. And I think probably, I don't know for a fact because I was born that same year. So I wasn't exactly listening to all the music coming out. But like, Mm -hmm. I think that they were doing something kind of interesting for 1995. They were like, sort of trying to do a Nirvana thing, except they were like grittier and the lead singer sounds like he smokes a lot more, but like- Real quick before you finish. Yeah, go ahead. How, besides, cause I know you listen to Nirvana, but besides that, how many like 90s grunge bands do you listen to? Like the major hits. Um, Smashing Pumpkins, Mudbane. <laughs> okay. Um, Nine Inch Nails. They're more industrial. Yeah. But like, um, so like, probably more that I can't like, think of. Do you listen to like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains? Um, no. No, you don't. Okay. So no. that's what I was going to say is interesting. Um, oh, go ahead. Tell me more. Tell so, me more. So my thing is, is that um, while I was listening to the first album, and I, I agree, I don't think it was bad. I, I you know, cool. I, I did not we think it was bad. It generally. Generally speaking, especially compared to what they become and what they're known for, it is yeah. incredibly different. So like, yeah. I, do, I do think right off the bat, I want to say that I think people that um, have only listened to Nickelback like hits and they have a strong opinion about like what they think Nickelback is I do think it's it, it's worth the while to listen to um their first album um my problem is as someone who is like I don't like Pearl Jam but I'm a big fan of Alice in Chains and um uh Soundgarden okay. and Nirvana of course um and you know I've always heard um people say like that like late 90s early 2000s era of like you know like quote unquote butt rock it's people that are like trying to pretend to be grunge and like pretend to sound like um oh fuck what's his name from Pearl Jam uh Eddie Vedder okay (laughs) we're fucking dumb as shit dude (laughs) Um, okay but also like I really like Eddie Vedder and I like singles is one of my favorite movies I like Eddie better. Love I singles. Like I just needed to say that because I, I, I don't love Pearl Jam, but yeah. listening to that first album, I couldn't tell if I actually liked it or if they sounded like they were trying to sound like all of these frontmen. I don't these, know. Like, fans. And that album, it came out in 1996. Is that right? Which one? The one we just listened to? Curb? Yeah. Yeah. 95, I think. 95, 96, okay. either way. Because Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and um, Soundgarden have all been putting out albums since, like, 91, I think, is the latest. What? So, like... And I don't think that this album ranks with the best of the best. Like, I no. wouldn't put it in, like... And I didn't think... grunge pop rock like, albums. I, I didn't think that you did. But I think that is the thing that's keeping me back from saying that it's a like, a, like a good album, you know, is because when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like a new voice. It sounds yeah. like 
he was listening to these, you know, like four or five biggest grunge bands of the time. And then they were, and then within five years, they were like, we can put out an album and sound like that. Yeah. And his voice in that first album, and he sounds completely different than he, what he does in the rest yeah. of their album. So like, I do think it's worth listening to. And I think, yeah, it's I agree. And like, I would like to do more research on what actually happened. Like, did he, <laughs> so like signing a label and stuff? Because yes, that shit happens where you have to change your sound. And so like, I, I am incredibly interested in that. But before even getting into that, I do think it is worth like, you know, wondering if he simply wanted to, like, they thought this is what you were supposed to sound like. Whereas all but of I, these other guys, that's, they sound like that because whether you like it or not, like, you know, but the reason was, they sound like that is a purpose, you know, like, yeah, Kurt Cobain, yeah, yeah, like Kurt Cobain sounded like that because like he was in pain and like he wasn't trying to be like, the glam metal people that came before him you know yeah. like it was a movement of changing that versus just trying to sound like all the other grunge guys and i feel like maybe our perceptions are colored by what they became because they became such like mm-hmm. essentially like glamorized top 40 like nothing cutting edge or new in nickelback yeah. you know what i mean and like if they had just released this album and then like gone away, I feel like I would be like, has anybody heard of this, you know, crazy nineties, like, you know, they like got together and they put out this one album and then like personal strife broke them apart or something. Like if they had a story like that, I'd be like, wow, has anybody heard of this? And of course they wouldn't have made anywhere near as much money, but like, I think if, it's impossible to totally like cut their like legacy off of our perception of this album but I feel like if I could I would think it's at least an interesting album for nine for 95 you know I think because when I was in like middle school and I was like a big seether fan (laughs) shut the fuck up it's true it's true i'm with you i'm with you i haven't heard that band name in years they dropped off the face of the planet everybody they had like two huge albums and then nothing but like this album in 95 sounds to me very similar to what seether was putting out in like 2008 you know what I mean? So I'm like, maybe yeah. they had a certain thing. Although I will say my favorite song on the album that I have really, con- I was really concentrating for the first half. And then the second <laughs> half I was like doing chores. Um, yeah. But I did have a favorite song and I really liked the third song, Detangler, I thought was really good on this uh, Nickelback album. Mm-hmm. and I mean I don't know I would put it on like a butt rock playlist I would put it with my see there with my yeah. like you know like dumbass shit yeah. um so and also on episode six 
um, you were talking about how Nickelback is so like, if I was by the pool and I was seven beers deep, I'd want Nickelback. And this is just like so not that. It's so yeah, grunge. Yeah. It's like so that like winter. <laughs> that is true. 100%. Yeah. So I do. I, um, I, I will say like, again, I want to repeat that. I, I listened to it, the album passively, like, yeah, I did not do a deep dive on it. And like, but I did like, I listened to it and it's definitely, you know, if you're listening, if you want to listen to a Nickelback album that has any meaning, I would listen to this album 100%. I agree. I agree. as I cannot say the who, other ones have any meaning. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as someone who was an apologist for all their popular music just a couple episodes ago, like, yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do think that it is really fun to listen to some of these songs while drinking a beer, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you, you know, want to have like a, a reason to listen to Nickelback, you know? um I definitely I definitely think that this first album you might as well give it a give it a shot if you like grunge rock give it a shot is what I would say I would just like give it a little shot give it a little (laughs) give it like a little taste and again like again neither of us know anything about like the history of the band or like you know what happened yeah or if they were an industry plant from the beginning (laughs) it it could because I do like I do still have my like I think there is something in there that's keeping me from like really liking the album yeah I think the voice is just a little too much like like he's trying to sound like, like. he's there, putting it like, on yeah yeah like there there are moments because there's a difference between like kind of having like the grunge sound um kind of like how um oh shit I can't Creed that's the band Bands oh like, yeah but it's like <laughs> oh they're just trying to sound they're trying to have that sound and like whatever yeah. which like Nickelback does later on there's a difference between like kind of that evolution of sound into the 2000s versus like literally trying to sound like Kurt Cobain yeah. and like there, there were moments listening to the album where I was like oh my god is Kurt featured on this like, what's going on I would give it yeah. A five out of seven. I would listen five to it. Mm. Yeah, five five point five okay. to six. You know, somewhere between five and six. I would listen okay. to it. It's not my favorite. Okay. I think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. I'll give it a five out of ten. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye.